Let's look at regional interest rates where I see that they're low in Asia and Egypt and frontiers are on fire. This is global interest rates in 70 charts. Welcome to the Become a Better Investor community. My name is Andrew Stantz. Let's get started. You can download my free 100-page March 2023 global interest rate chart book by clicking on the Get the PDF button at myworstinvestmentever.com or just by clicking the link in the description. Let's look at the developed market regions as a starting point. What I see there is short-term rates are peaking, long-term rates are falling, and it's an inverted yield curve in developed market Americas and in Europe, and they're widening. So let's look at the interest rate overview for a moment, and here we can see that the Americas has a GDP of about $25 trillion and a three-month yield of 4.8%. Europe, developed market Europe, has a 3% uh, three-month rate, so relatively low. In other words, Europe uh, may be behind the world as far as, or the Americas, as far as increasing short-term rates. And then Pacific, developed market Pacific, is much lower at 1.1% three-month yield. Let's now go to one-year yield to try to understand what's happening. Developed market Americas, one-year yield is 4.6, and developed markets Europe is 2.8. And Developed market Pacific is about the same as the three-month yield at about 1.1. Now let's go far out on the curve to 10-year yields, which we can see the 10-year yield for developed market America is 3.5, and for developed market Europe, it's 2.9, and developed market Pacific, 1.4 is higher than the three-month yield and one-year yield, meaning that in uh, Pacific, developed market Pacific, so we're talking about Japan mainly, but Australia and Singapore and Hong Kong, these countries all have a very low level as an aggregate. They have a low level of 10-year rates. Let's look at the changes over time. So here we can see that the biggest rise of three-month three yield is developed America. In fact, what we can see is developed America 12 months ago uh, well, let, let's look at the world for a second. The world, uh, 12 months ago, had a three-month government bond rate of about 2.1%, extremely low. And then, of course, the Russian invasion of Ukraine happened, and now we have global three-month government bond yields of 5.3%, so a massive increase. Where did that increase come from? Mainly from developed markets America, and we know that's mainly from the Fed. So in the case of developed market Americas, it was about 05 so very close to zero interest rates, but slightly positive. And that's now up by 4.3 percentage points to 4.8, so a massive rise. What about developed market Europe? Well, it started with negative government bond rates of 0.3%, and now that's up 3.3 percentage points to 3%. And finally, developed market Pacific's three-month government bond yield has gone from zero to 1.1. So we have a rise in the short-term rates, over time in developed market Pacific. So if we look at the one-year government bond yield, we can see that the world is at 2.5 12 months ago, and it's at 4.4 today. So following the three-month yield, the one-year yield, year-on-year changes were most prominent in developed market Americas and developed market Europe. Here we can see that developed market Americas went from about 1.6 one-year government bond yield up to 4.6 so a massive increase of three percentage points. And Europe went from minus 0.1 
So we can basically say zero up to 2.8. That's a 2.9 percentage point increase. And then in developed market Pacific, it went up from 0 0.3 up to 1.1. So a 0 0.8 percentage points increase over time. That's one year. So now let's wrap this up by looking at 10-year, where I can say 10-year yield in developed market Europe and developed market Americas widened the fastest. There was little movement in developed market Pacific. So if we look at this, we can see that the world 10-year uh, bond yield 12 months ago was at 3.2%, and now it's at 4.1%. That's about a 1 percentage point uh, increase. As far as developed market Americas is concerned, it's gone from 23 so very low, to uh, 3.5, that's up 1.2 percentage points, and developed market Europe went from 1.2 up to 2.9, that's a 1.8 percentage point increase, pretty significant. And then for developed market Pacific, developed market Pacific, it went from 1 to 1.4, which is up 0.4 percent. Let's look at the progression over time. These same uh, groups will see that U.S. yield has risen most aggressively in developed market Americas, developed market Europe yield moved at a similar pace to the world and developed market Pacific only rose slightly, widening the three-month interest rate differential to the other developed market regions, which you could argue uh, for countries like Japan may make it so that the currency is continues to get weaker. Now, unlike the world, one-year yield has fallen in all developed market regions in March 2023. This is an important point. What this is telling us is that the market is no longer expecting uh, that they need to be compensated with higher rates. So they've actually lowered what they need to be paid for one-year rates. Why would they lower that? For one reason they'd lower it is because they think that the Fed has controlled inflation and therefore they don't need as high of an inflation premium. And the second reason why they may have lowered it is because they think, oh, maybe we're going into a recession. And if that's the case, then basically the economy is going to grow and the real growth in the economy is going to be very slow and therefore bond yields will be lower. And then we look at the 10-year yield in the developed market Americas and developed market Europe has moved up simultaneously. But in developed market Pacific, the 10-year yield has stayed almost flat. And in fact, again, for all of the different regions in developed markets, it has fallen in March 2023 versus February. So now, Let's look at the yield curve for the developed market regions. What we can see is developed market re America's yield curve has inverted the most among all the developed market regions. Let's start by looking at March 2022. So a year ago, we saw that 10-year rates were at 2.3 and three-year rates were at 0.5. That means a normal yield curve with a gap of about 1.8%. Now, let's move forward to February of 2023 and we can see that that gap has widened and, and moved negative, has inverted by 1%. And if we now look at uh, the period of March 2023, we can see it's even more of an inversion, an inversion of 1.3% negative. In developed market Europe, what we can see is the, the yield curve just started uh, to invert in March, but just by a tiny bit as uh, what, what's happening is that interest rates are uh, coming down for long-term rates, and that's what's causing that inversion. And developed market Pacific sees flattening yield curve over the past 12 months, but remains positive. So let's, we can see that uh, developed market Pacific is still a normal yield curve. It was 
12 months ago, it was in February, and it was a little bit less so in March 2023. So what are the key points in the bottom line of this particular section? Well, short-term rates in developed market Americas and Europe has risen more aggressively than the world, and developed market Pacific is much lower. Small increases in long-term rates in all developed market regions year on year, but we're seeing all these developed market regions starting to see in March their interest rates falling in reaction to the Fed's, uh, what Fed moves are happening. Also, developed market Pacific maintains a positive yield curve while inversion worsened in developed market Americas and Europe. What's the bottom line? Short-term rates about to peak. Long-term rates are falling. Inverted yield curves in developed market Americas and Europe has widened. Remember, you can download my free 100-page March 2023 Global Interest Rate Chart Book where you get hundreds of pages of charts by clicking on the Get the PDF button at myworstinvestmentever.com or by clicking the link in the description. Now, let's go into the second part of what I wanted to talk about, which was emerging market regions. What we see there is massive short-term rate hikes in Middle East and Africa and frontier. We see long-term rates more stable and no yield curve inversion in Asia. So if we look at emerging market Americas, the yield was three for three-month money. The government bond yield was 12.7%, incredibly high for the Americas. In emerging market Asia, it was incredibly low at 3.2%. And emerging market Europe, it is really high at 14.6. And really where it gets terrifying is what's happening in Middle East and Africa, where we can see it's 52.7% for three-month money. And then frontier markets are also scary, where the frontier markets average uh, short-term three-month interest rate or government bond yield is at 23%. So... <clears throat> Let's look at one year. Emerging market America's one-yield yield is 12.6. Emerging market Asia is 3.2. Europe is 9.4. Emerging markets Middle East and Africa at 23% is half of the three-month rate. So right there, we can see that the three-month rate is being pushed up pretty strong in the Middle East and Africa. We'll see in just a bit where that's coming from. But frontier markets also come down for one-year money down to 17.1%. Where it gets really interesting is what's happening with long-term rates. So in the emerging markets, America's 10-year yield, it's at 11.2. In Asia, it's about 3.6. In Europe, it's 8.8. And emerging markets, Middle East and Africa, the 10-year yield at 15.4 is a third of the three-month rate. And in frontier markets, 10-year yield is 11.9%. Uh, so that's half of the one-year rate. So let's now look at the year-on-year -year changes. The three-month yield has risen in all emerging market regions. It was most extreme in Middle East and Africa and frontier markets. And here what we can see is the one, uh, if we look at emerging markets Americas, we can see that the three-month yield went from 9.7 up to 12.7, and that was up 3.1 percentage points. Uh, Europe, in fact, was up by just one percentage point, so basically flat at about 14.5%. Uh, sorry, that's Asia. Asia's up by about one percentage point, and that's at about from 2.3 up to 3.2. But Europe is basically flat at about 14.5%. And emerging markets, Middle East and Africa, the three-year yield was up 43.2 percentage points and 
for over the last 12 months, and frontier three-month yield was up 10.6 percentage points. The one-year yield, well, <clears throat> emerging markets one-year yield was up by 1.8, and emerging markets Asia was up by about one percentage point. And we can see that emerging markets Europe was down. Okay, so this is interesting. The one-year rate is falling in emerging markets Europe. Part of the reason is because it's been um, up so high for a while. Uh, and what we can also see is that emerging markets Middle East and Africa is up 9.2%, going from 13.8% uh, for one-year government bond yield a year ago up to 23%. And Frontier is up 4.3%. That's going all the way up to 17.1%. Finally, let's look at the changes that we can find uh, in relation to 10-year government bond yields. So the 10-year yield surged in all emerging market regions except emerging market Europe. Here we can see that emerging market America's 10-year yield was up about one percentage point, and emerging markets America's basically flat, and emerging market sorry emerging markets uh, Asia is basically flat, and Europe is down by 2.7. So again, the long-term rates are coming down in Europe. Part of that is that as inflation's been coming down, the cost of energy in Europe's come down, that's bringing down expectations of inflation, and so people are less concerned. Uh, now let's look at the progression, and here's where it gets interesting. Three-month yield has moved in different directions among the different regions, but I want to look at emerging markets, Middle East and Africa and Frontier, where we saw extreme increases in their three-month rates, mainly driven for emerging markets, uh, Middle East and Africa, uh, from Egypt. <clears throat> now, emerging market Asia and emerging market Europe actually stayed flat over the past 12 months. So let's do a little spotlight on Egypt for a moment, and we can see that inflation, uh, sorry, government bond yield, or sorry, no, inflation went from 9% to 32% in 12 months. And here we can see there was a massive jump uh, in November of the government bond yield. Well, why is that? First of all, Russia and Ukraine account for 80% of Egypt's wheat imports. And since the war, price import prices have skyrocketed. But to make matters worse, there was a 50% uh, currency devaluation in 2006 of the Egyptian pound and another 50% since March of 2022 over the last 12 months. So a currency devaluation is brutally painful. Uh, One-year yield in all emerging market regions is higher than the world except Asia, and that's really China. All emerging market regions have a higher long-term 10-year yield than the world, and basically there's a lot less fluctuation there. And now let's look at the yield curve. Emerging markets America's yield curve inverted slightly more than the world. But you can see the inversion, uh, though the, the yield curve, sorry, the uh, <clears throat> yield curve inversion went from minus 1.2 to minus 1.5. So let's look at Asia, where the yield curve is the only emerging market region which didn't see an inversion of its yield curve yet. Though the yield curve has flattened over time in March, the difference between the 10-year yield and the three-month yield was just 0.4 percentage points. One year earlier, that difference stood at about 1.2 percentage points. <clears throat> and in emerging market Europe, the yield curve inversion is more than doubled over the past 12 months. In March of 2023, the long-term yield was 5.8 and higher 5.8 percentage points higher than the three-month yield. 
12 months ago, that difference was just 2.8%, but it was inverted in uh, Europe. And so, <clears throat> finally, emerging markets, Middle East and Africa, the yield curve has a massive inversion. Now, I don't have a lot of companies in this. I have Egypt and I believe South America in, in this, uh, this grouping. But what we can see is given the aggressive increase in three-month yield, the inversion amounted to 37.4 percentage points in March 2023. This compared to no inversion one year ago. And the frontier yield curve stays inverted in March 2023, but a little bit less on a month-on-month -month basis. But that inversion is massive at about 11%. In other words, long-term rates are at about 11.9, and short-term rates are at about 23. So what are the key points in the bottom line? Short-term rates exploded in Middle East and Africa and frontier. Emerging market Asia and Europe were more cautious in raising short-term rates. And long-term rates of all the emerging market regions rose and remained above world. Only emerging market Europe saw falling yield year on year. And Asia remains the sole emerging market region with no yield curve inversion. An inversion looks painful for emerging market Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and frontier. The bottom line, well, massive short-term rate hikes in Middle East and Africa and frontier markets is what we're seeing. And long-term rates are more stable and there's no yield curve inversion in Asia.